You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action here on VSIN on a Friday. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds on the desk with me, Isaiah Von Vrinkel behind. The glass. We just had our first. Um, we just had our first skills competition final. Apparently, it was a, a ten to one guy that won. And not only did the favorite, who by the way was even money favorite, Connor mm-hmm. Dave, not only did he not win, he finished his fourth. Yes, Jordan Kyrou of the St. Louis Blues at ten to one gets home for fastest skater. So we still do have the accuracy competition. Leon Dreisaitl, by the way, the favorite there at four to one. So we'll see if one Oiler gets there. The other Oiler, McDavid, did not. Hardest shot competition. Victor Hedman, odds-on favorite from the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus one twenty. And the save streak. Apparently, we have gotten clarification <laughs> yeah. from our producer Isaiah Von Brinkel that it is where skaters actually try to score on the goaltender. So there's not like some puck machine and it looks like there are goalies on the ice right now. So we're about to see it in action here. They are about to introduce Andre Vasilevsky, the Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender, former Vezina winner, who is the three to one favorite. Look at this. I like, all right, we at least get to kind of see this in action here um, live. All right. So over in the NBA, some scores, we are about three and a half minutes left in the second quarter. The Hornets lead the Cavs 42-38. LaMelo Ball has 11 points, five rebounds, and an assist there in the first half for the Hornets. were at half at uh, Celtics and the Pistons. The Celtics up 46-31 to on the Pistons in that one. We're at the half. Bulls and the Pacers. Bulls 65, Pacers 62. Nice, hefty scoring half there from both of those teams. Uh, Vooch for the Bulls. First half here, Wes. 18 and 10 for Vooch. And there was double doubles in the first half there. Uh, uh, Carousel Vert has 28 in the first half for the Pacers. So this yeah. is an interesting game going yeah, on. Yeah, Vooch should be able to get what he wants, by the way, down there because Domana Sabonis, of course, still with quarantine. Uh, uh, Goga Bataze was out tonight. Miles Turner, I believe Isaiah Jackson, who's been kind of a young revelation for the Pacers, who are not winning a lot of games this year, but should be able to eat down low with all the Pacers' big men sidelined. And then another super high-scoring team here in the first quarter. The Hawks and the Raptors are coming to the close of the first quarter. Raptors have 39 on the board there in the first quarter. Hawks with 22. So 
And uh, Pascal Siakam is 21 in the first quarter. Yeah, let's go from high scoring, by the way, to low scoring. <laughs> We're just going to do one college basketball game. No top 25 games in action tonight. So you get a lot of mid-major basketball, mm-hmm. the Metro Atlantic Athletic, and also the Ivy League usually play on Friday night. Here is an interesting score. Harvard on the road to take on Brown tonight. They are just about to start the second half. The halftime score in that game, Harvard 29, Brown 8. I believe... Eight? Yeah, don't quote me on this. I believe that might be the first single-digit half. I was asking the Twitter machine if they would chime in. Haven't gotten an answer yet. Second half total was like, I believe, 70 at at DraftKings. So 29-8, to Tommy Amaker and the Harvard Crimson over Brown. This college is doing my name a disservice. Now, now this is why you say, this is why I don't like college sports. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Especially when the college is named after me and it only scored eight points and a half. This is ridiculous. Brown, eight points? Yes. And they're, they were favorites? Oh. Come on. Ivy League basketball, catch the fever. I mean, so, uh, yeah. And, and, and this Brown team, by the way, uh, you know, not all that inefficient offensively when you look at the numbers. Not great, but eight points in the first half. Uh, right. Yeah, single-digit half. Uh, we've had a couple come close, but I believe they might be the first one all season. Back in the old-school green zone days, we'd have called that a full-on jelly splatter. Like, you just, like, <laughs> drop jelly on the floor, and it just, like, splatters everywhere. Like, what are you going to do? Could you imagine having to clean up, like, a drop in a jar of jelly? Yes. I mean, that'd be the worst thing in the in, in the history of the world. Uh, all right, so we said we were going to talk about the 2023 Super Bowl odds, and we are going to do just that for you. It is never too early for us to at least start circling teams that we have an eye on and crossing off teams that we think are going to be hot garbage. And so we start to look at some of these odds that are coming out here. And as you would imagine, the short shots are teams that I think you know are going to carry over and are certainly going to be good. In, in this upcoming NFL season, the Chiefs and the Bills both coming in at 7-1. to one. If you look, neither one of those teams are having to look for a quarterback. Neither one of those teams are having to look for playmakers at the wide receiver position or anything like that. Both defenses started to play much better towards the, the second half of the season and started to play much better uh, down the stretch for the Chiefs, at least. Anyway, the Bills were pretty good all season long. You look at the Rams, their window coming in at 10-1. to 1, Their window is still there for at least the next year. We'll see what happens two years from now, but their window is still there for the next year. So they come in at 10-1. to 1. Cincinnati at 12-1. to 1. You have to assume they're going to spend all their mm-hmm. draft picks and all their free agent money on an offensive line and whatever they do from there uh, is just kind of gravy. So they're coming in at 12-1. to 1. This is where things start to get interesting. The Cowboys at 14-1. to 1. Now, look, they're, they're not losing really anything as far as they're not really losing anything as far as skill position players. There's people who just don't believe in the coaching staff there, at least right. specifically the head coach and Mike McCarthy. But then now you get to a point where I think these teams are incredibly too short. You've got the 49ers at 14 to one. They are, they're going to be without Jimmy Garoppolo. They are going mm-hmm. to be starting Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And this is the same Trey Lance that couldn't get on the field this exactly. year because they kept saying over and over and over again that he wasn't ready to play in the NFL. Exactly. So, yeah, you would think that that would be in the mid-20s. Yeah. And then some of these teams in the mid-20s, I almost feel like, should be reversed. And when you start to get interesting right below the 49ers, mm-hmm. of course, the Green Bay Packers, 15-1. to 1. If we knew Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, who is an unrestricted mm-hmm. free agent, wants to be the highest-paid receiver in the NFL, if you knew they were coming back, 
back, then you're going to see what yeah. eight to one or something yeah. like that. But already drifting a little bit lower, 15 to one, kind of maybe play in the middle of a price there to not get exposed too much. So you look down and it's kind of like, where is Aaron Rodgers going to end up? And that's going to, I think, be one of the main things that is going to shift this odds board, whether he goes to Green Bay, whether he goes to Denver. Nathaniel Hackett, of course, was mm-hmm. hired as the head coach out there, the former OC in Green Bay. I don't think that that's necessarily like a package deal from everything that I read about it, but an interesting team kind of popped up on the Aaron Rodgers radar this week that we didn't know about because there is the rumor out there that Aaron Rodgers and and his new wife-to-be are building a home in Franklin, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. So Tennessee Titans, 22 to 1. Hasn't really drifted, though, because that's about the price that they would be, you would assume, if they're returning their team basically intact. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, of course, uh, did not have the best of divisional playoff round games against the Cincinnati Bengals. The, the Ravens sitting there at 18 to one, I think is fair because that team was beat up before the season even started this year. I mean, they lost half the secondary in, in either spring training or in uh, the, in the preseason. And so, you know, they're going to come back and they're going to look much different at 18 to one. The Broncos, I think like you're talking about, they're kind of hedging this number as well. Right. Is it like, like because, just in case he yes, comes to Denver. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to, they don't want a ton of liability in the high twenties, which yeah. is where they should be probably yeah. if, yeah, you know, and, and that's obviously a team in transition too, because mm-hmm. who is the new ownership group going right. to be? And uh, whether Peyton Manning and John Elway are kind of be going to be like faces of the ownership groups, they're both kind of competing. So I'm sure Peyton Manning wasn't all that, unhappy with the uh, Brian Flores rumors about John Elway in an interview uh, potentially being hungover from the night before. So I'm sure Peyton wasn't necessarily (laughs) unhappy about that. And then the Indianapolis Colts down there at 25 to one, are they going to have Carson Wentz back? And and I believe they saved something like $15 million. I think it's uh, March 20 something. I forget the exact date, but if they cut him and look, the Colts got to think, okay, we've got some good pieces here. Now we can use another receiver and a little bit of help and pass rush, but we might need an upgrade in quarterback if we're going to compete with Burrow and Allen and Mahomes and Herbert and all these young studs in the AFC. Yeah, I, I, I we're getting into some of these teams like you're talking about that I think that some of this starts to get a little wonky, right? Because the Bucks being, you know, 10th down the board here, I mean, this is going to be a complete rebuild. Yes. I, I I don't see any right. way in the world that this is that w- why they would be tenth down the board here. I would three th- unrestricted yeah. free agents. No, Brady's gone. We pretty much know that means Gronk is gone. They, no more Antonio yeah. Brown. How is are they going to franchise Chris Godwin? Exactly. Who, uh, by the way, he comes due here. Uh, a lot of defenders and Dominican Sue, JPP. Yeah. A lot of these guys and a lot of these guys resign like one year deals to basically see if we can run it back and go back to back in Tampa Bay. That did not happen. And so it's kind of like a hedge your bet price mm-hmm. because I, I agree with you on a rebuild. Now, they're not going to put it at 30 or 40 or some yeah. odd to one, probably at least in the range where they should be because they're thinking, okay, we don't want to get exposed in case somebody like Aaron Rodgers or even, even a lesser quality yeah. quarterback that has had solid success in this league goes to Tampa Bay. Like, I don't think that's going to be Aaron Rodgers because you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy when right. you've been the guy for pretty yeah. much most of your career where you 
were. And so you start to look down here. I mean, so if the Chargers can figure out on the defensive side of the ball how to kind of prevent these big-time slumps that they were in or something, you would think that they kind of move up the board here. You look at the Cardinals, who when they were healthy were – one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the league. It just they got unhealthy and then and things went downhill. Sometimes for them. they got to win in spite of their coach, yeah. even though he seems to be very good on the road and can never cover or win as a home fan. And like you said with the Colts, I mean, I I I would be on if I could see the future and knew that they were going to do something at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I would be all over that twenty-five to one right now because they've, they've got yes, talent. Tons on that of team. talent. I would love to have that ticket in my account if that were the case. We see the Saints at thirty. That's a complete rebuild as well. That's that's complete garbage. I can't even believe they're they're right there. If you go lower down the board, I think some of the ones that are fairly interesting to me too. Cleveland Browns sitting at thirty-five to mm-hmm. one. Then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting that's at where forty going to go. Yes. forty to one. And you know, again, they're going to do. I don't care what they say. Mason Rudolph is not going to be the quarterback. No. They're, they're going to do something. And, and uh, you know, wh- wh- no matter who that is, they're bringing in somebody. And then, you know, look, this team was good enough with a guy who's complete dust to make right. the playoffs. Like, it, what if they you had a corpse in? playing yeah. quarterback for the better part of two years? Yeah. So. So I think that's an interesting at 41. And look, I was high on the Browns this past year. They got completely decimated by by injuries as well. Like if if they can possibly stay healthy, I think that's fairly interesting as well. So I think some of these shorter shots are are way way way. Yeah. I mean, like I'd need way bigger prices on those. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, the, you're seeing kind of they're trying to split the baby a little bit mm-hmm. because they don't want to get exposed on these big numbers. Didn't hear your favorite team odds mentioned. I'll go ahead and read the bottom of the board when we come back on the other side as well. We'll also talk some Super Bowl prop totals as well. Primetime action here on a Friday. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
primetime action here on a Friday on VEASAN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds. We have Isaiah Von Vrinkle behind the glass back there. Cavs with a nice little run to end the first half, take a 52-46 to lead over the Hornets. Hornets outscore, outscore the Cavs 31-22 to in the first quarter. Cavs come back and outscore the Hornets 30-15 to in the second quarter. Allen with 15 and 11 in the first quarter for the Cavs there as well. So a couple of a couple of first quarter, a first half double doubles going on for uh, for some of these big guys tonight. Yeah, and, and you mentioned by the way the Raptors earlier who lead 45-42 with about eight minutes left to go in the second quarter. Pascal Siakam, I believe his point total tonight was 20 and a half. He got it right <laughs> in the first quarter with 21. So Raptors by three over the Hawks, and then of course at halftime, Bulls and Pacers. That's the high scoring game of the evening, 65 to six. 62 second half total. I'm basically seeing then the market is like 115 and a half as we are about to get underway here in Indianapolis. We mentioned Vooch with the uh, first half double double. He was eight of 10 from the floor. One of one from downtown, and uh, he gets a rebound to start the beginning of the, the second half here. So he's got 18 and 11 and, and two assists to go along. With that as well, DeMar DeRozan has 17 for the Bulls as well. Down on the Pacer side, I think Karis Vert. 28 first half points there for the Pacers. He was 12 of 14 West mm-hmm. from the from the field uh, in the first. He also had also had three boards and five assists. So nice little half there for Levert. As an in, a former Indianapolis resident and a former employee of one Pacer mm-hmm. Sports and Entertainment, I'll be watching this deadline to see if the Pacers finally go ahead and make some deals here. They have been rumored to make a lot of trades, so expect them to have somebody on the move. Back to college really quickly. Remember when I said Brown had eight points at the half? Well, they got 13 points in the first five minutes of the second half, but still down 20 to the Harvard Crimson. <laughs> uh, back to the Pacers, it is a team that you follow uh, nice and closely. So, you know, the rumors have been for the last, I mean, three weeks now at this point mm-hmm. that they were going to try and, and, and basically uh, break it all down and then build it back up again. Do you think that that is still kind of the case here? Do you think that there are going to be some, some big-name guys on the move you, there from the Pacers? You feel like they have to do something mm-hmm. because I think they, they've got a couple young, good draft picks that they got this year with Chris Duarte out of Oregon, Isaiah Jackson, another first round pick out of Kentucky. And when they've played the young guys, they've looked at least competitive and spry. So Miles Turner, you got to think is going to be the guy on the move. I know, I know he's out injured right now, but they just have not figured out a way to play Miles Turner with Damana Sabonis, maybe Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I think he would be open to a trade that he would perhaps be on the move, but yeah, you've got to do something because that's the thing with the Pacers. And I've been following this team my whole life. Uh-huh. Since 1990, that was the last time that they had a first-round draft pick with a single digit. It was George McLeod, seven. So they've never been bad enough to be, like, right up there near the top of the lottery and then, of course, never quite good enough to be a championship team, even though they did make the finals in 2000. So the Pacers have always kind of been, like, at least in the middle or slightly higher end. Now they're lower end for the first time in many years. So some some news coming through here for the for we were just talking about the Colts and maybe the future of the Colts and how we think if you know a, the right quarterback were to land there that it could be a a, a fantastic opportunity to get in on the Colts at twenty five to one for the Super Bowl. 
Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator there for the Colts. Your initial thoughts on that? Well, I got to think that the Colts are going to play maybe a little less cover two mm-hmm. than they had played under Matt Eberflus, who is now uh, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So, you know, maybe Gus Bradley is going to bring a little bit more pressure. Uh, by the way, the Raiders were 14th in total defense, 26th though in scoring defense. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they gave up 40 burgers to the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs in both games because every other team played the Chiefs, kind of those two high safety make him throw underneath Raiders just with the lone safety in the back and Patrick Mahomes just picked him apart but if you look at what Gus did at the Chargers the four years before he was here in Las Vegas with the Raiders those units finished in the top 10 in total defense for three or four seasons so the pass rush I do think has got to improve and maybe this is the guy that can go ahead and have them do it he's always had good pass rushers pretty much wherever he's been we were able to easily explain to you what fastest skater was in this NHL skills competition they skated around in a circle most most of the guys went about 13 and a half seconds and that's how that went it was very easy to follow then comes this goalie save streak thing that I, I don't I even know no what, 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 was, what was going on there's there's like two they're like really teammates or something and it wasn't like a a puck machine, which would have been awesome. We had thought that Isaiah yeah. had fully explained it to us, and then they threw a wrinkle. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> maybe see, even a Vaughn wrinkle. See, see what I did there? Yeah, yes, see what I did yes, there? I did. There we go. And, but, yeah, they threw a wrinkle in this competition, and we're like, I don't know how you win this thing if there's like yeah. a goalie tandem or a skater tandem. So yeah, just get us to don't the next. Don't ask. Yeah. If, you, if you cast a ticket, don't ask any questions yeah, just and move on. Get us to the, the fastest, whatever, the hardest yes. shot and the yes. whatever's. Yeah, get us to these other ones. That's very easy for us to understand. The teammate goalie thing that wasn't even – there wasn't even a puck machine, which we should – Yeah. NHL, this is exactly. free. This is free. We're giving you free advice. Puck machine. Yeah, we want to see these poor guys yeah. like tortured <laughs> yes, in between yeah. the pipes. There. I mean, I want to see like you get celebrities to run the puck machine. Just a little like yeah. machine gun type of coming from all the different angles. I would watch that. I would, I'd go. It's right down the street. I would go to that if there was a puck machine. So anyway, just just free advice. All right, let's look at these. Let's look at these some of these other Super Bowl props that have been posted up here. I mean, listen again, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds will be posted. So we're going to talk through all of them over the course of the next week. If you are listening. To Vison, you are going to know your damn props. I can promise you that. Um, so let's listen. Total players to have a pass attempt. Of course, they're going to set it at two and a half. Now, your your mind instantly goes to, well, is a you know is an Odell Beckham going to throw a pass? Is yeah. one or whatever or something like that. But you know, look, there is the off chance. There is the off chance right. of injury, right? As well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it doesn't happen mm-hmm. very often, whatever. But there is the off chance of injury as well. So, it's it's not your only out. Basically, isn't just a wide receiver mm-hmm. or a running back throwing a pass. There is, you know, a guy tweaks an ankle and, or a shoulder or whatever. Something. And guys like me, or I should say schmucks like mm-hmm. me in the past, have played this a couple times because everybody remembers Antoine Randall yeah. L for the Pittsburgh Steelers on a little end around, who, of course, was a college quarterback at my alma mater, Indiana University. And he did throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl and threw a pass. So that's why I think everybody likes to bet this over. It's like, are you going to get an Odell Beckham? Mm-hmm. Are you going to get Chase or somebody on an end round? Is there yep. going to be a quarterback injured? Is there going to be a fake? punt in this game. So that's why I think you see most of the tickets usually come in on the over here. So one of the things that, I mean, <clears throat> and look, I, it's, it's juiced up and it should be juiced up to the, to the over because I mean, it's, it's very unlikely to happen. That being said, in this particular game, it's funny that you do that, that you mentioned the, the fake punt as well because we have seen the Rams a couple of different times, a yes. couple of different times, uh, fake punt 
Odell for sure over the course of his whole career, no matter where he's been. You know, he right. has, he has thrown passes throughout the course of his career for sure. So there are guys who have been known to throw passes outside yes. of just the quarterbacks in this game. So I mean, you know, look, if you want a fun ticket, it's it's logical, yeah. but there's a reason why it gets bet to the end because you're thinking, and this is one of those props that you bet sometimes it might be kind of a fun prop, and you're mm. waiting at the end, you're like, come on, come on, and you yeah. know it doesn't have a chance. But look, plus one fifty. That's pretty much where it is every year. Total touchdown passes set at three and a half. The overs all the way juiced to minus 175 at this point. It's uh, it's unbettable. I mean, listen, for me, the obvious lean for me, because like I said, I just I don't think that Cincinnati scores running the ball. I mean, you know, I think that this is going to be a pass-heavy approach from them. And then, you know, look, it's the way that the Rams run that offense. They utilize C- Cooper Cup in the red mm-hmm. zone. I mean, like mm-hmm. they they have these certain little routes that he runs that that he kind of runs these little digs in the in the five-yard range and gets in the end zone and stuff. So uh, you got Odell that they like to throw fades to mm-hmm. as well. You know, all that stuff. So I, I have a pretty good lean to the over there, but I'm not going to play it at, at 175. Do you think Cincinnati has finally got the message to, hey, don't run so much on first yeah. down, guys. You're wasting down. So you do expect that they're going to go against those tendencies that they've shown. So, Wes, I have this thing called the assumption of rational coaching. <laughs> and the assumption <laughs> Which of Which is ra- often very dangerous The assumption of rational coaching has burned me more times than it has helped me. <laughs> However, yes, the assumption of rational coaching for me with two weeks leading into this game would hopefully be that they go back and have looked at all the stuff and understand that running 60% of the time on first downs for a yard and putting your quarterback in second at nine and third and seven repeatedly, it's not the best way to go about doing no. all of this. And so I'd like to think that that's the case with all this. Total players with rush attempts sitting at seven and a half. And so you start going, like, wait, 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 wait. This, that, that seems crazy. Well, okay, let's start right real quick. You've got Joe Mixon that's going to get a rush attempt. You have Sony Michelle that's going to get a rush attempt. And you have Cam Akers. So there's three right off mm-hmm. of the bat right there. Does does Samaji P. Ryan get at least one carry for Cincinnati? I mean, does he spell him one you know one time over for Joe Mixon? So let's we'll throw P. Ryan in the mix right there. Quarterback sneaks put you at six. So you have to find rush attempts from two other players. So you're needing these kind of end arounds from so a chase. So you're needing somebody like yeah. Chase or Beckham yeah. or a Van Jefferson to get right. one of those. So, I mean, for me, I think I'm leaning towards the under there yeah. as opposed to the over. But, um, you know, not a strong, strong, strong feeling about that one. Yeah, this one isn't like the, the Chiefs being here where yeah. you know that they're going to have a hard man or a Tyreek yep. Hill get a rush attempt. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, again, a pretty decent lean to the under, but not anything that I'm going to be rushing to get into the account we still have some more that we can uh, talk through here on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the break we do have finally what do we have the heart is this the hard shot that's going on it's the skills skill shot well, or this something is or whatever. something called the fountain face off I guess where these guys are hitting pucks into the Bellagio fountain right now oh I, we couldn't bet on that so I don't I don't know <laughs> what to say primetime action here on these You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. It is free. It costs you nothing. Go and download it. Wes has all kinds of awesome stuff in there. I'm assuming you wrote it. 
Uh, I, I'm not in the big game oh. betting guide, though. Oh. They God. gave me that one off. But, Swing but, and a miss. But I'll, oh. but I'll be in other stuff. I'm oh. in point spread weekly, of course, every right. week, and also college basketball. We're going to have plenty of content. Well, you should for the be in consumers. there. That's all I'm saying then. You should, they should, you should be in there. I, I, I'm not trying to get you more work, though. No. So, yeah, I don't, no. I don't think you need no, that. No, that's fine. Uh, I get paid the same, so I'd rather work less. <laughs> so we're, we don't know if this is live or not. Probably not. It's just guys hucking pucks across the Bellagio right. fountains at a, at a, at a, I guess multiple different goals. Because we were kind of like, is it can't be this dark now at five thirty? As we're kind of yeah. progressing more out of winter and more in the springtime. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking this one, like you said, yeah, this, one, this, this one probably take last night or yeah. something or whatever. But uh, yeah, so there we, we weren't able to bet on this one. You know what? That's probably even a better reason to know that this is that this is in the game because yes. you couldn't bet on this. Yes, because we were looking for it. Of course, DraftKings, uh-huh. the sponsor, actually Discover uh, sponsored this event. Looks like uh, Romain Yossi of the Predators is the leader in the. Fountain face off. <laughs> the fountain face off. Now, so, now, do they have security? I assume they had security all around that thing, so some drunk doesn't like jump in the fountain, which yeah. they're known to do at the Bellagio. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping at least anyway. Uh, all right. So we still have some more of these. So I do want to hit on all of these because look, they're just, they're just fairly interesting. So uh, total players with a reception, and it's sitting at 14 and a half. Um, the under is heavily, heavily, heavily juiced, minus 200, and rightfully so, because if you look the way that both of these teams kind of play, now, listen, certainly Joe Burrow spreads it around more than Matthew Stafford does, but it is a pretty tight target concentration on the Rams side of things. I mean, you can, you know that, you know where the targets are going. It's basically going to be Odell and Cooper Cup with mm-hmm. a sprinkling, maybe to Van Jefferson outside of that. And if Higby mm-hmm. doesn't go, I don't know if he throws to the backup tight end at right. all in, in this thing. So, I mean, you're, you're not really getting a, a very big dispersion of those targets over on the Rams side of things. Now, more over on the the Bengals side of things because you are going to you're going to get Chase, you're going to get Boyd, and you're going to get Higgins, and you're going to get uh, Mixon for sure. So, all four of those guys are definitely going to have catches. Does he, if Ozama can't go, does he throw to the backup tight end? Maybe, Sample, yeah. probably, you know, so you're getting five right there. But but to get to 15, that's a that's a big, big, big number and a big ask. I Just think. in the playoff game, yeah. so three games for the Bengals, they only did have seven guys, Chase, yeah. Higgins, Azuma, Mixon, Boyd, Pirine, and Sample, the backup tight end. So whenever you're kind of playing the over, just based on what we see, and you're, you're basically saying, okay, are they going to have the fat guy touchdown right. player? Are they going to have an offensive tackle? as eligible and hit one in the corner of the end zone. So that might be what you need to kind of get this over. Total pass completions in the game at 50 and a half. And I think this one is a fairly interesting bet just strictly because you can sit there and you can go in and start to pick apart the player props, right? And and go into that and try and figure out, okay, so what are we seeing as far as the numbers from the player props on the uh, on the quarterbacks of this? So Completions as far as far as the line, 24 and a half on both guys. Mm-hmm. And then so basically this is saying 50 and a half. So you're getting a little bit. Basically, if you wanted to bet the over on both of the guys, you're getting a little room for error on on you know one of the guys going over, one of the guys going under, and they're charging you a little bit of a tax for it. That being said, I, I don't know, Wes. I mean, it's to me, it depends on how you think that this game is going to go. Because it if the Rams control the game, we've seen We've seen McVay get incredibly, incredibly yes. conservative, right? Mm-hmm. And so if they get a lead in this thing, if they get up, you know, 14, 17, something like that, 
it's going to be just run, 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 right. run, punt, run, 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 punt, run, punt. I mean, like it's he he just does not really keep his foot on the gas at, at all. So that that would make me pretty nervous on betting something like yeah, that. Yeah, and if you look at the playoffs, just on the three mm-hmm. games that both these teams played, Burrow seventy five total completion, so twenty five a game on average. Matthew Stafford seventy two, twenty four again a game on average. So priced up there at fifty and a half. I think that number looks pretty right. You look at the total TD yardage, and this one's fairly interesting as well. Now, we were looking at the longest touchdown prop is set at 42 and a half yards. And I actually went ahead and did bet. I went ahead and bet the under on that one. So Mm -hmm. I I did go ahead and bet the under on that one. And I think this goes back to how you and I both were talking about how we think that this game is going to be played from the defensive sides from both of these teams. And that is if you are the Bengals, and again, assumption of rational coaching is you look at that second half when you shut down Patrick Mahomes and that offense where mm-hmm. you rushed three, you dropped eight, and you made them have to like sit there and just dink and dunk and and and, and basically get them out of their rhythm of throwing the ball down the field and stuff. And, and if you look at Matthew Stafford, one of the things, and he's right there with Joe Burrow, they were the two best quarterbacks against the Blitz in all the yes. NFL. So you don't want to blitz them. You don't want to put them under pressure. You kind of want to let them like sit there and and, and Matthew Stafford for it, for for uh, what he did this year as well. The I think eighty seven or eighty eight percent of his interceptions mm-hmm. came when mm-hmm. he wasn't being blitzed either. Right? It's like I think he almost has too much time and tries to do too much and ends right. up ends up making a bad decision. So I would probably lean towards the under in this as well. Because I think that these these teams are going to have to dink and dunk the ball down the field and stuff like that. And I don't think that we're going to see like too many splash play touchdowns. Yeah, thing. you would think maybe you know going with the first read initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like longest reception, I would kind of lean to Cooper Cup mm-hmm. because. Cooper Cup, obviously, his prices are going to be taxed to the moon here. You're going to be taxed to the moon on receptions, on yards, not finding a lot of value. Maybe going down the board playing longest reception. Mm -hmm. I think I saw like over 28 and a half yards is the number I saw. And I could certainly see that that being a value if there is a busted coverage or if Cincinnati elects to go what Todd Bowles did against Tampa Bay and go ahead and play zero coverage over the middle and Cooper Cup just has one guy to beat and can get it done. But in terms of total TD yardage, I would lean with you on the under at 95 and a half. And I think from these yard from from yardage total props just in general, and this is more talking about the player prop stuff. Guys, if you are an over player, you want to get on those like immediately, yeah, like now. Because they're all yeah. going up. Yes. Because that, yeah. that's the just the way it is. And we talked about it earlier in terms of look, a lot of the money has not come into town as people get mm-hmm. in, you know, around next Thursday, Friday, they're doing a four or five day weekend here at the, in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. It's going to all be over bets because people don't want to yeah. root, especially casual bettors. You don't want to root, oh, don't score, don't yeah. score. You're, you're not a torture monster like me who <laughs> likes to root for that stuff. We're like <laughs> defense. Like like that Rams-Patriots game a couple years ago that was uh, one of the more boring mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Wasn't boring for me for those that bet the unders. I'm like, I love this. And everybody's like, oh, let's get dinner early. Let's get out of here. This game's boring. Yeah, I and, and you know this is anecdotally, but I think this does carry over into just the the, the general population. Is uh, mobile sports betting just went live in Louisiana? It's where I'm from, mm-hmm. where a bunch of my friends still live. I talk to them. Hey, what bets? Just curiosity. This is more of just like a you know I, curiosity type thing. Hey, what bets are in y'all's account already? All of them bet the Bengals, of course. Joe Burrow and Joe, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase are n- none of them had had any had any prop bets in, right? Right. I say, what about the props or something? I hadn't really looked at it. I'll look at it next week, right? I'll, I'll look. I'll mm-hmm. look at it next week. I'll get all those. 
They are going to fire at those problems. I know what's going on. They will. They'll you, look at it next fi- Thursday. And you fire at bad and numbers. Gonna, and yeah, and they're going to fire it over. So yeah. right? it's just going to be over, yeah. over, over. Like, no way yeah. in the world that they are going to be betting on Because we know that this is the most bet event on the yeah. sports betting calendar. So, look, these are not all number-sensitive bettors. You might have people that get in and just bet for fun, and that's fine to do that. Yeah. But they're not exactly making a living at it. So, of course, they're going to bet, like, the f- what the fun bets, and they're going to bet the overs because they want to cheer and they want to be excited. They don't want to bet the unders on these games. So they're already going to be taxed. So that's something to keep in mind. If you, you know, want to make some money and, you know, do this where you consider yourself semi-professionally or whatnot, but you want to be number sensitive on these and you want to shop around too. don't just go to one book, look and see if there are variances. Now the variances are a lot smaller than maybe they were like a decade ago where you can get big time middles on these yardage props. I mean, like, for for example, Jamar Chase's yards right now are sitting at 78 and a half. Mm-hmm. I would put in an over ticket right now on that, and it would not surprise me if this thing pro- approaches 90 right. before it's all said. Right, because like, you got to think it's going to be 85 yeah, here yeah. in a few days. Like, like peop- once people actually start paying attention to this type of stuff next week, whenever they're whenever they finally decide they're going to start betting, uh, it is this. It's going to especially Chase. Like at that number at 78, mm-hmm. they're going to look mm-hmm. and go, "What? It's only 78?" Right, and and most of the handle, by the way, yeah. coming on the star players like Chase, like Cooper Cup, and those guys. So you're not going to get, I think, Lou Finnecaro. Our guest uh, Mm -hmm. last hour brought it up earlier where you're looking at the third and fourth and fifth option in terms of receiver. You're looking at maybe maybe Boyd or somebody like that or a backup tight end Mm -hmm. for the Rams, somebody like that in terms of like a touch uh, anytime touchdown or any type of yardage props. Yeah, it is. it, It is just fascinating. And again, we will be talking about this. All next week, we will have – I'll have a bunch more bets in as well so I can try to start narrowing down what I think are the more fun-type ones, the ones that I think are more the super profitable ones, and then we'll kind of go from there. But it is going to be awesome as we get into all of this. And you want to know what else you can bet on and you can't bet on it legally is what color Gatorade is going to be coming out. Heads or tails, all that stuff. Primetime action here on Visa. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. One expert pick worth two times the points. Join the action on the biggest Sunday of football season with a L'Oreal Men ex- Men's Expert Pick. Play free for your shot at a share of $10,000 total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash MenExpert now and draft your lineup before game time. L'Oreal, because we're worth it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm feeling like Matt that this is a little bit of a rib on me because it's like L'Oreal, let's get the hair product for the guy that of course is uh losing his hair on a daily basis. I I mean it is listen, this is maybe one of the products is uh is is regrowth or something or whatever or something like that. You're going to yeah. come in here in 6 months and you're and you're going to have a you're going to have I this know. just huge. I mean like you'll have Von Frankel hair back there. Like you know, hair just going all over look the place. like I'm a, a bass guitarist in a hair band <laughs> or something. So uh Minoxidil will accept your sponsorship. So listen, we always say that doesn't just because you can bet on something doesn't mean it's not, uh, you know that you have an angle or it's sharp. Mm-hmm. With the Super Bowl, sometimes things are just fun, and you want to bet on fun things, and you want to have a ticket in your account, and you can sit there with buddies, and as you hit or they hit or whatever, you can all scream and laugh and whatever and and have fun. Well, this is one of those. The, the Gatorade color, and this is something that you can bet legally on. It is available at, at various sports books out there. So be sure and, uh, you know, shop around with all of this. But – if you do want to go ahead and try and do any sort of history on all of this, there is history out there. Orange is 2-1, to one, blue is 3-1. to one. Yellow, green, lime. So they count green and yellow as, as the same color. 4.5 to 1. Mm-hmm. Clear, 4.5 to 1. Red, pink, 8-1. to one. And then purple, indigo, violet coming in at 10-1. to one. Since 2001, since 2001, five oranges – Four clears, three yellows, two blues, two purples, and then four nuns. Four four didn't get, you know, did, didn't didn't uh, bathe the coach for whatever reason in uh, in Gatorade or whatever. So there is there is that. Um, if we're looking back, kind of historically here recently, the yellow orange combo has shown up four different times in the past five dumps. There was a blue in 2019 and, of course, the nun in 2017, as we kind of see right there. But this is, uh, you know, look, maybe you can – I would like to say that maybe you could try and figure out some sort of pattern here, but uh, mm-hmm. you probably can't. Shout out to our crack staff, yes. by the way, with the graphic down there in the dungeon. Uh, no stone unturned, no village unpillaged mm-hmm. here at VSIN as we are covering Super Bowl 56. So, yeah, this is one of those fun bets, and I think DraftKings does a very good job uh, and some others of putting these, like, entertaining bets that are just kind of fun to have, you, you know, if you lose the right. money, it's no big deal. Don't go to war and do a limit bet necessarily <laughs> on these, you know, the Gatorade bath or the national anthem singer time or uh, something involving the halftime show. When we get Gil back in here, I know I'll come on. We'll talk about the musical angles yeah. because we love to talk music on this show. So, uh, you know, the two colors of the team jerseys, obviously the favorite here. And then yellow, of course, part of the Rams color scheme. Yeah. So, I mean, 
that's probably the way I would go just to kind of be different. Maybe that yellow green lime here at 450. Yeah, you you take a look and like I, I I've seen people who have tried to go in and think like, okay, is it going to be like the quarterback's favorite flavor? Like, do mm-hmm. they do they cater mm-hmm. to him? You know, do they whatever and all that? Like, trying to actually handicap. It's like I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason as they they might have multiple right. They might have m- multiple flavors on the sideline for all I know, and then the one that gets grabbed is just the one that happens to mm-hmm. get to get grabbed or something like that. So I mean, I don't. I mean, I would probably at this point I would just like go long shot. Give me a red for eight right. to one and just right. like, let's you know let's let's it, hope it gets and home. And that's what you do with the. Yeah. things basically you know from a prop bet standpoint so I thought yellow green line was kind of the somewhat contrarian <laughs> but red and pink obviously you know, the main contrarian g- here give me a, yeah give me a red at, at eight to one and then we'll just kinda... yeah I guess if you're gonna bet it take the longest shot on the board why not so quick thought here off of my little research I've done on this red has never been dumped why oh. I don't know if it's because like they the jerseys, if they like send those to the Hall of Fame, oh, yeah, and you or don't want if, the they, red if they use them to like raise money for some kind of charity because they can maybe have an auction at the team website, you know, Rams.com. Or I, I, who's wearing the white? Cincinnati's wearing the white. Is that right? Or if we I think they're going that? black jerseys. Okay. Okay. I think. Then if the Rams, let's say, because I guess yeah. the Rams are, are, are in their own locker room, mm. apparently, per Arash Markazi, who covers that and comes on Visa and uh, fairly regularly said that they're going to be in their same locker room that apparently that they are going to be the road team in this game so I think that's probably why if they want the jerseys for like Hall of HIPAA Hall of Fame and Canton posterity or auctioning off or something here is the Matthew Stafford game worn jersey if the players don't like to keep it and whatnot so let's see so yes Cincinnati is going to go with the black jerseys in this one black jerseys white pants for for the Super Bowl and then the Rams going white jerseys yellow mm-hmm. pants white jerseys yellow pants for that so you might be right red would just completely yeah. completely ruin a, yeah. a white jersey yeah so that's one of the reasons you know what I, I, I rescind my I'm out no longer red no longer I'm on clear now at 450 isn't it about Isaiah the one time he chimes in he's like we're talking NBA. We're yeah. talking NHL, college basketball, NFL, every sport. But he going to chime in on this Gatorade yeah. thing. Isaiah is our uh, beverage handicapper here at Visa. We are looking over at the NBA. The Cavs have extended their lead on the Hornets, seventy-nine to sixty-five. There in the fourth quarter, Jared Allen with a with a Barbara Walters tonight. A little twenty-four twenty action yes. going on. A little twenty-twenty action for him. Twenty-four points, twenty rebounds okay. in that one. Just who is, a, who is her partner? Hugh Downs. We'll be in touch, so you be in touch. <laughs> 2020, yes. Uh, Celtics and the Pistons. Ten minutes left in the fourth there. The Celtics all over the Pistons. Uh, they are up 21 at this point. Yeah, in that Pistons one. were shorthanded tonight. Cade Cunningham did not go. Uh, this one, we, we said this was uh, getting pretty interesting, and it has continued to be interesting here. Bulls and Pacers, about 10 minutes left in the fourth in that one as well. 95-94. Vooch with a monster game. Lavert with a monster game. Uh, Vucevic's up to 32 points, 16 boards. Lavert's got 32 points, 5 boards, 6 assists. In this one, this could be a, a, a fun little ending. 
thing. I don't know if we have this one up in the in the studio, but we might have to get yep. that one up. Yeah, that, this is going to be a fun ending in that one. Hawks and the Raptors. The Raptors, uh, again, this was one of those where the they outscored the Hawks 39-28 in the first quarter. Then the Hawks came back and outscored them 31-21 in the second. So here we are at 63-61 in favor of the Raptors in the third quarter there. Siakam had 21 first quarter points, but is still sitting with only 25 points. So really slowed down there for them. But he does have eight boards and a couple of assists there at the beginning of the third quarter. And then the Rockets and the Spurs kind of just getting underway about halfway through the first quarter there. 16-15. to 15 Yeah, and, the, and this one did move. I think it was mm. three and a half on the overnight closed eight because you did have Jajante Murray upgraded to probable Bates Diop, Zach Collins, Podal, McDermott, some guys that were out with various injuries, conditioning in terms of being in COVID protocol. So the Spurs got a lot of guys back tonight. There are some college basketball games still to tip tonight if you are looking to get in. Uh, San Diego State and Colorado State tip at 9 Eastern. That's four in favor of that is four in favor of Colorado State in that one, a 134 and a half total. Toledo and Ball State is at 9 Eastern. Six Pacific. Toledo's a nine point road favorite over Ball State, a 156 total. And then Nevada and Fresno State at 11 Eastern, eight Pacific. Uh, Fresno State is a not anywhere from nine all the way to ten and a half. So mm-hmm. to shop around on that one, nine to ten and a half point favorite, one thirty-two the total there. Yeah, and I did play Colorado State on the money line here. Uh, they've lost two in a row, lost a hard-fought game at Wyoming in overtime the other night. So uh, look, the Mountain West Conference really has kind of been one of those underrated conference, not quite in the power six, but not too far below it. You got to think, look, Boise State had won 14 in a row before they lost at Wyoming last night. Uh, Colorado State, San Diego State, Fresno State, a quality team, 15 and six. So needing wins. Uh, Nevada, keep uh, an eye on the injury report here. I got to see if Grant Sherfield is going to play. He was the guy that gave Fresno State some misery there in that first game. Judging by the number now being up to 10, it looks like Sherfield is not going to go for the Wolfpack. And over in the NBA, we do have two tips at the top of the hour. So if you want to get in on the Pelicans and the Nuggets, the Nuggets are five to five and a half point home favorites over the Pelicans, a total of 222 and a half to 223. And the Nets and the Jazz are also at nine Eastern, six Pacific. The Jazz are five and a half to six point home favorites over the Nets, 228 all the way to 229 and a half. So shop that total if you want to play it. 210 Eastern tips. That's the Thunder and Blazers. Blazers as six, six and a half point home favorites, 213 and a half to 214 and a half the total. And then the Sixers and the Mavericks, the Sixers are actually you can find both teams as point favorites in that one. So uh, basically a coin flip 210 is your total. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk to Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. He get his initial thoughts on the Super Bowl and then talk some NFL draft with him as well. Never too early to start getting an idea where you want to go there. Primetime action here on VEASAN. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.